I mean, I don't know how much extra business if you if we looked at a whole year, Heather, it would be Insane. six figures easily. Yeah. Easily. Multiple six figures of business just from doing this one thing, just from leveraging what we know, who we know to help either clients or prospective clients. Welcome to the Get Real Podcast. Your high octane boost of full on reality therapy for personal, business, and investing success with your host, Ron Phillips, because somebody's got to tell it like it is. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Get Real Podcast. I'm Ron Phillips here with Heather Marchant. Hey, hey. Yeah, my house. So you guys may hear some noise in the background. My house, I'm recording in my in my home office, which is where I almost always record. Anyone who actually watches this on YouTube would know that because it's the same every week. Um, <laughs> I have my my kitchen is getting torn apart. I've been talking to Heather about this, but my we had our whole house painted. And then usually when I start down a path of doing something like this, Heather knows how that works because in she she remodeled her her house and her kitchen. It's like there's never an end to this process. It just keeps going. Once you get into this, it, it doesn't end. So no. started with a paint job. Literally, that's all we were gonna do is is paint. And now we're doing our our kitchen. So look like the we've torn out the granite. And we've we've chosen some really cool marble. It's gonna be, it really is cool. This marble that we're putting in. And well, when you do that, then we we decided to put in a farmhouse sink. And a farmhouse sink apparently is entirely different. You have to have that thing installed before you can install the marble. And because of that, um, well, we're without everything. And so guys are in there beating up my stuff. Uh, and you, you may you guys may hear anyway. If you hear them. That's what's happening uh, in my house today, which leads into what we're going to talk about today, not remodels, because <laughs> it, that's a horrible subject for right now. No for one would want to hear about that, yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear about that. Uh, it's going to look gorgeous in there when I get done, but it's going to be two days with no countertops and no sink, which is crazy. Yeah. Uh, you don't realize how much you use that stuff until you don't have that stuff. So a lot of eating out for us the next uh, few days. It's a good thing you but have Heather, taste in food. It, yes. Yes. So it's going to be expensive <laughs> few days. This is an expensive remodel um, because we're not going to be able to be in the kitchen. Um, what That's what we want to talk about today is leverage, being able to leverage your... Now, we've talked about leveraging in the past, but in a different sense. So today, we're going to talk about leveraging to benefit your clients. So leveraging who you are, your business, and everything that you have, your network and everything, which we just talked about a few weeks ago um, or last week or something. We're going to, we're going to talk about kind of how, how all that fits together. And right now I'm going to tell you how that fits in with my marble and my, my kitchen because you don't think that fits in, but it does. It does. <laughs> but wait, there's more. Because Heather, I don't know if this happens to you, but... Number one, when I'm when I'm looking for someone to do any kind of work, or I'm shopping for a car or anything like that, I, I, a I want to like the person. I think that's yeah. I think that's just general across the board. Yeah. If if I don't like you, I'm not going to give you any money. Number two, I want you to actually listen to what I'm saying, and then I want you to actually do your sales pitch to me. 
not to somebody else. I want it to be about me. Interestingly enough, I think everybody's that way. I mean, aren't you that way, Heather? Yes, 100%. I mean, is it, I, I think especially in stuff like this, Ron, they're in your personal space, right? Like you're having, you're hiring someone to be in your home. So there is some degree of, you know, paying attention to how intimate that relationship will be. Like if it's a long-term relationship with like a business relationship or whatever, you have to have a lot of those factors because it's not just like a, I'm going to the store and buying something, you know? So. Yeah. And even if I have to go to the store and buy something and the sales associate at the store is a jerk, I'm out, man. I'll just go to another store. I'm, I'm not, I don't have any, I don't have any patience for people like that. Anyway, I called maybe four so I went to a I went to this to this special place to pick out my stone because uh, one of my friends told me that you can go there and pick this out. Well, apparently when you go pick it out at most places they have they mill it or whatever you could not mill, I don't even know what you call it, but anyway, they they make it into what it's supposed to be and put it in for you. They install it. Well, yeah. this place doesn't. It's just a it's just a stone warehouse. So I had to find somebody to manufacture it for me or whatever the heck you call it. Anyway, you tell I'm really into this remodel stuff. I don't fabricating, even know. Fabricating, I believe is what Fabricating it is. or whatever. <laughs> so I called like four different companies and I, I wanted a price. Of course, I wanted to know how it worked and you know what the process was. Three of the four were about as, about as helpful as, as like a mop with no mop head. It, it was pathetic. <laughs> they did give me two... Two of them didn't give me a price, and the third one did give me a price. None of them talked me through the process. None of them helped with anything else. They didn't ask me any questions about what I was doing or how it was going to work. They just wanted some measurements. That's it. Yeah. Isn't that nuts? Like, yeah. Is it, is it really pretty busy uh, in your market with that type of product? Like, Do you think they weren't really hungry for business? I always find that interesting Like when they're – not necessarily really busy. And so they don't go above and beyond with their customer service. They well, just turn that off. I guess I could be because, you know, construction is out of control and things yeah. like that. But, um, I mean, our business is out of That's control. Well, I mean, I, know. I would never, I would never like, <laughs> I would never do that. I don't understand. Yeah. I'm having a hard time figuring this out. Well, the, the final guy that I call, he starts asking me questions. He didn't ask me about the measurements or anything. He started to ask me about like, so what kind of sink are you guys using? Are you just putting back the same hardware? Like, no, we're actually changing it out to a farmhouse sink. Okay, well, that changes things. And then he starts asking me a couple more questions about how everything's laying out. And I'm like, you know, and then he goes, well, who, who's going to put in your plumbing for you and your sink and your stuff? And I'm like, well, I thought you guys did that. He goes, well, we do that with normal things. We don't do that with farmhouse things. We, but I've got a guy, and he's really, really good, and he's inexpensive, and he's, he's really good. And I can coordinate with him for you, and we can mm -hmm. you know, make this happen. And are you putting in a backsplash? You know, all of this stuff, right? All these things that I hadn't yeah. thought through at all. Like I didn't, all I wanted was yeah. new marble. I don't, I don't know. I don't know about any of this other stuff. Right. Yeah. And he starts asking me all these questions and dives kind of deep into this deal. Interestingly enough, he has put me in touch with, uh, with several different people. Then he asked me what I was going to do with my granite. I happen to, uh, have a guy who rehabs here as a buddy of mine and he wants the granite. 
So he was able to line up with my buddy and they did all of this stuff for me. Like I didn't have to do any of it. Really? But I've got all these professionals coming out and helping me. Here's the other thing. The one person, other person that gave me a quote said that I would be without counters, without sync for two weeks. Huh. All because we wanted to put in farmhouse sync. And so I, cause and I had to call them back and tell them that like, Hey, I just learned that farmhouse sinks are different. So these guys would have given me a quote. It would have been wrong because they didn't bother to ask me any questions. Uh, didn't bother to find out anything. Yeah. And then they're like, yeah, you're going to need to find somebody to put that in. Like, n- n- no, Hey, I've got a guy. No, nothing. Yeah. Just, you got to find somebody to put that in. So we'll come tear it out. You figure out how to, and then we'll put you on the schedule. Once you get everything installed, then call us back. Then we'll put you on the schedule a few days later. It's going to be like two weeks, no counters, no functioning sink, no nothing, just two weeks out, no kitchen. Insane. And I you think, can, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was saying when, I, when we um, remodeled our kitchen, no one ever told me that they wouldn't hook up the plumbing. They installed the sink, but didn't hook up the plumbing. And so they left and I was like, oh, my kitchen's done. And I, I'm like, wait, there's no plumbing. And so I have four young kids. And at the time that was like completely overwhelming to me. And I have kind of a special diet. And so I don't eat out very well. And I was, I was going to my, saying to my husband, I'm like, this is impossible. Like I can't live without a kitchen sink for even 24 hours. I mean, it was totally overwhelming to me. So I think the, the fact that he knew that and thought ahead of that on your behalf, right? It says that he actually cared about you as the customer, right? Like it wasn't just about, Hey, how much, how much do you want me to, you know, how much do you want to pay me for this marble and getting it ready for you? But it was, how is this going to affect your life? And so the other thing that I found really cool was that he had all these contacts, but they weren't more expensive. Mm. They were less expensive, right? I mean, to transport the granite was less expensive uh, to my buddy. Uh, Yeah to install the sink less expensive than everybody else. It was less expensive than like Lowe's or, you know, yeah. anywhere like that where you would get one of the cool professional guys to come and do it. Um, less expensive and way more because he was being referred by this company. He was very, very responsive. So yeah. same day, he's going to be here in a few hours to install the sink hook up the plumbing, get everything ready to go uh, so that they can come back tomorrow and start to install um, the countertops. Wow. And then after that, as soon as they're done, he's going to come back in and put in the uh, backsplash. So we will be fully operational in two to three days where before it was going to be two weeks just to get the countertops in. Yeah, exactly. You know, no backsplash. Else. You know, I would have had to go find another tile person to put in, put in the bag splash. Anyway, hmm. point of all this being this, this company could say, Hey, I'm going to refer you clients, jack your price up and cut me a, a check back, right? Cut me, yeah. cut me some money back. And instead they didn't. Yeah. When, when my wife looked this company up online, they have like a million awesome <laughs> reviews. <laughs> and and I can fully understand why. In addition to that, they've won all these awards locally for, um, you know, their fabrication of of 
I know that's not what it's called. Fabrication means you've made it. They didn't make it. Anyway, whatever, cutting the, cutting the stuff and installing yeah. it. Anyway, they, um, they've won all these awards, and it makes sense why they have. Huh. Because of the level of service and because they, they do those things. So what does it mean, Heather, in, like, in, in, in your mind, because we believe this too, yeah. how can you use leverage to benefit clients? And then everybody out there who's listening has a business or is involved in business start to think through this. How can you do what I just described and what Heather's about to describe yeah. with respect to leverage to benefit your clients? I think um, one of the big things I've noticed in our, our core business is that we are client focused and client centric. Most of our meetings are around what's best for our clients. Very few meetings are really pretty just self-focused. It's mostly all stems from if we make our clients more successful and take better care of our clients, we'll have more business from those clients and we'll have referrals from those clients. So I think that's probably the first thing that I noticed in your story that um, I didn't expect to notice, I guess, is that he cared about your life and your living without a sink, right? <laughs> that it was all coordinating to help make your life easier. Um, and that, that focus, and I think if he was self-focused, then he would have said, hey, how can I benefit from these referrals, right? But it was, how are you benefiting from my referrals? So I think that's a big, a big part of it is mindset because otherwise you'll have a really hard time in this idea and this model of trying to leverage your network because you're leveraging your network for the benefit of your, of your client or your customer. And then that trickles down to more business for you. But that can't be the sole focus, in my opinion. I, in training people and training new hires at our office, I've always gone over that with them. Like, this is about what's best for our client first um, because that trickles down, like I said. So then um, I think you reminded me of a story, and I guess this is a good illustration of it in a, more of a business perspective from our core business. I had a call last week. Um, she may be listening to this <laughs> episode. Maybe hey. Hey. But um, she called me and was so frustrated, um, but she was still excited. She said, I want to purchase rental property. And I said, awesome. How can I help you? And she said, well, I'm selling a property and I can't utilize a 1031 exchange. And I said, oh, tell me more. Like, why, why can't you utilize a 1031 exchange? That's not why she was calling me. But I deviated for a second, which is reminds me of your story that you the only way this and I don't want to glaze over this because this is really important. And, and this this is a huge pet peeve of mine. If you haven't figured it out, <laughs> listen, yeah. freaking just for a second, stop thinking about what you're going to say next and just listen to the other human being and what they're saying to you. And if you don't understand yeah. it, ask follow up questions like Heather just said, because there's huge amounts of information in there that will be beneficial to both parties if you just listen. Okay, yeah, sorry. That's very ahead. true. No, that's really true. So I said, well, tell me more. Like, why, why can't you utilize a 1031 exchange? And she said, well, I own the property with my parents and my parents aren't, they're older and they're not interested at all in a 1031 exchange. They just want to cash out and pay off um, a loan they had to purchase this property that we bought together. And I said, okay. So why I said, there are so many ways I can think of, and I'm not a professional in 1031 exchanges. I've just done a lot of them or helped clients do a lot of them. And, um, I said, there are ways that you can do this. You haven't closed yet. So 
I know there are several workarounds for this, especially if your parents are willing and flexible. And she said, oh, I, my parents would love to be able to help me do a 1031 exchange if they could. And I said, okay, give me a minute. <laughs> and so I said, let's table the whole property thing and let me call and talk to this 1031 exchange girl that I is amazing. Um, her name's Laura and she's at Zions Bank for anyone who she cares. She is amazing. She is she absolutely is amazing. And amazing. she has a similar mindset this way. So I called her up and I said, hey, Laura, I said, I have this, I have a question. And she said, oh, absolutely. She can do it. And she can do a 1031 exchange with just her portion. So one part I missed in my story is this client told me that she had called a 1031 exchange professional and she had called and paid to talk to a tax, I'm sorry, a real estate attorney. And she said, I was on the phone so short because he was charging me $500 an hour. And so I was asking my questions as fast as I could. And she said, I just can't, I don't think I can do the 1031 exchange. So long story short, I said, okay, here's Laura's phone number. You guys hook, it, hook up together and set all this up. And you let me know when you're ready for property, right? Because you got to get this part fixed first. And um, she um, was super grateful, obviously. But I thought a couple of times how she didn't know who to ask. She told me that several times. I didn't know. I didn't know who to, how to find this out. And I said, that's okay. I know people who do. I'm not an expert in this, but I know who is. And so leveraging the relationships I have with people I work with on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, and I'm giving Laura business, right? So she's super happy to help. Um, I didn't have to pay and the client didn't have to pay to get all this straightened out um, and all the details. It was, she had this, the real estate attorney charging so much per minute. I mean, I've, I've been on those calls and your brain kind of freezes because you're going, oh, I got to hurry and ask every question I could think of under the sun before the clock strikes one, right? So um, I think that that was also really an interesting perspective because she felt stuck and was trying to figure it out on her own. So, um, and it sounded like to me, Heather, that she had given up. Yes. Like it was over. I'm just yeah. going to have to eat the taxes on this thing. And, and she wanted to buy properties anyway, mm -hmm. but now a couple of things, right? So, so a couple of things now, because you listen to her, she gets more benefit because she's not going to have to pay the crazy amount of taxes she was going to have to pay, mm -hmm. which selfishly, I mean, that's more properties, right? 100%. Just from listening. So she was helped. Mm -hmm. She gets more properties. You and the company also make more money because we're able to help her buy more properties, right? Mm -hmm. I've been in, I don't know how many uh, business interactions where people sit down in a scenario like this and they go, wow, an attorney charges $500 an hour. We should charge $100 an hour. And rather than like send the person over to Laura to get the questions answered, I'm going to charge $100 an hour to talk about the questions. Then I'll go get the answers and then I'll come back and give the answers because this is another piece of my business that I can create Yeah. rather than just go, why not let's just leverage this relationship. And there's a lot of leverage in there. I don't know if everybody caught all of that. Right. But Laura, I, I would venture to say, because she's so busy, she's not as available for a cell phone call with most anyone else as she would be for Heather because yeah. she gets so much business from us. Right. Yeah. So 
we're leveraging a relationship to be able to help a client who probably couldn't just get on the phone and get Laura on the phone. I'm mm -hmm. probably not just going to get there, right? Well, yeah. even if you if, even if you knew who to call, probably not going to just be able to call her up on her cell phone, right? <clears throat> so there's a difference here. And that's what I'm trying that's what I was trying to say in, in the beginning. This is a great example, Heather, of of using leverage because there's several pieces of it. Yeah. We we wouldn't have that kind of uh of of relationship with Laura had we not leveraged this the the amount of business that we have into one really really good professional. Yeah, exactly. Much like Mr. Marble did, right? Because he he <laughs> sent me over to this other guy, and then the other guy did the same thing. Here's the other cool thing: it, once once you connect Laura and your your client, Laura is going to do the same thing you did. Yeah. It's important whenever you're choosing who it is that you should should you know be partners quote partners with, right? Mm -hmm. Is to choose people who are going to do the same thing because the the other the guy who's going to come and install my sink did the same thing. He said how how big what's your cabinet look like? I'm like well, it looks like a freaking cabinet. What are you talking about? So, it's a, it's a cabinet. so he had me send him pictures of the cabinet of inside the cabinet and measure it from, you know, here to here and all of this stuff because he wanted to know, he wanted to make sure that I bought the right size of farmhouse sink before I bought the freaking sink and he came out to install it. And, you know, I, I completely screwed it up because I didn't know what he knew about this particular cabinet base and whether it would fit and how it would fit. He did all of that stuff up front, which selfishly helps him because, you know, he doesn't want to waste his time, come out here and then have the wrong sink. Yeah. Um, but partnering with people like that is really, really important because yeah. then, then the leverage grows outside of that, you know? Exactly. Then you, you can build a whole base of people that are like-minded and you can help people um, more quickly and with lots of lots more issues and problems. So we do this all the time. I was uh, telling Ron the other day because I was giving him feedback on a problem a client had. So there was a client that came to us and said, I have 10 properties in a market. It was St. Louis. And he said, major problems. He didn't purchase them from us. And he said, I know that you have property managers in your areas and I'm having major property management problems. And I said, well, tell me what the problems are. And he said, well, almost all of them are empty and have been sitting empty for months. One of them, I believe, had been an entire year. And I said, wait, what? I mean, it blew my mind that that could even happen with a property manager. <laughs> but apparently it can. And he said, this is a total nightmare for my family. And he said, I have, I mean, my wife has to return to work because of this problem. We were like retired and doing great and it was a total train wreck. So he's, he actually since has said, man, I'm only going to purchase properties from you guys where I know that there's a system in place because of what happened to him. But I said, okay. And he's never purchased properties from me ever. Just keep that in mind. He's never bought anything from me. Um, and I said, okay, let me get you in touch with our property manager. I sent the property manager, all the addresses and basically said like, are these in like the hood? Like, how are these not rented? 
and the property manager spoke with him and I believe it took less than, it was less than 60 days and they were almost all rented. There was some rehab that had to be done on a couple of them and that's why they weren't rented. Everything that could be rented was rented within 60 days of that phone call. Um, they had to get keys moved and all that stuff or it probably would have happened even faster. But um, they have told me that it has totally turned their portfolio around the fact that they reached out and asked me to leverage a relationship, even though they technically aren't clients, I guess they're prospective clients, but I, their loyalty to us has grown exponentially. And they've talked about our company to other people because we, we looked out for them in their best interest. So, so that's another way. The question that you need to ask yourself then, um, and you can ask this in many different ways. So we've been talking about it in business, but you can do the same thing in, you know, in your personal life with your, with your, you know, all mm -hmm. of your relationships, you can do the same thing. How can I leverage who I am, what I do, all of this to benefit your clients, your friends, your family? Mm -hmm. um, as a matter of fact, we were just talking about this the other day, you know, I, I have this massive network that Heather and I've been talking about now. Um, and we'll rattle off a whole bunch more. Um, but my daughter who wants to start getting into the business, wanted to do it on her own, which is laudable, but <laughs> holy crap. Like I, I, yeah. I have this, I mean, I've been doing this for two decades. Why would you not want to use my Rolodex of two decades of people that can help you? Yeah. Um, and why would I not want to help her do that? Right. I mean, I don't want to do it for her. She needs to learn, but, but I can certainly steer her in the right direction. Just like we would just like Heather did for yeah. this other client. Why would we not do that? You actually have to ask yourself a different question. Like if, if you think I'm not going to do that, you got to think, and I need you to answer like, because what's the, because behind yeah. why you wouldn't do that? What is it? Is it just your selfish uh, jerk. Is it just cause you're a selfish jerk? Look at that. This, this episode's not going to, going to get an E. So that's, that's fantastic. <laughs> Usually they get an E and it's from me. So I just apologize to everybody for that. Uh, is it just because you're a selfish jerk? Is that why? Or is there some other kind of reason? Like, I don't understand why you wouldn't do that because selfishly, selfishly, we've just shown you why you would want to do that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how much extra business, if you, if we looked at a whole year, Heather, it would be Insane. six figures easily, yeah. easily multiple six figures of business just from doing this one thing, just from leveraging what we know, who we know to help either clients or prospective clients. There's no way that yeah. guy you helped with the 10 properties isn't going to buy from us at some point. No yeah. way. He's already told no me way that to. we don't get yeah. more business from the lady with the 1031. That only makes sense because now all the taxes she doesn't have to pay is rolling right into property, yeah. right? 70 grand. Selfishly, 70 grand. Yeah. 70. It's only 70. Yeah. It's jump change, right? No, it's, yeah, it's jump like change. three rental properties. That's all. <laughs> uh, and, um, and, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say the other thing too about this that we haven't talked about is Laura sees the way I look out for my clients calls like this, right? Laura's, Laura's told me this and she's like, you, you guys are one of the only people I know that 
look, look at the big picture, take care of your clients this way. She has sent me in the last two month, maybe two months, I bet she's sent me three clients who are in the middle of a 1031 exchange who have been feeling stuck, unable to identify properties. And um, that I think those, just those relationships alone, I think I've moved about 15 units of properties from Laura sending us business because she sees that we're a like-minded business, right? That will take care of the clients that she has. So the, the referral relationships also go both ways because you, you, you can easily refer when you know the other person is going to do a good job, right? You're putting your name out there and giving a referral. So, so when we look in our business, when we look inside and we say, okay, well, what are the things that we can just a few of those things that we do on a, on a regular basis are, you know, property management referrals, like we Mm -hmm. talked about before, um, 1031 exchange, which Heather just talked about insurance. I mean, we saved our clients thousands and thousands of dollars with, with insurance, right? Anybody who buys from us, we have a master insurance policy, which allows us to have lower rates. We have relationships with IRA custodians, um, people who can help set up LLCs mm-hmm. and not the, not the kind of people who charge you like, you know, a half a million dollars to set up an LLC that you are going to use for one property. Right. Yep. <clears throat> anyway, LLC. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to pause for a second on that one, Ron, because I talked to him and it was basically, you can have a, a fee for referring clients to us that will pay you or we can basically pass along the savings to the client. And I mean, really, it's not like a huge moneymaker for our business anyway. And we know the collective buying power and the way that we refer our clients to different people and leverage our network, it was way better for us to just give our clients the savings, right? So I literally negotiated a lower price for our clients instead of like, hey, we're going to send you all this business. I want a check for it, right? Because we could have. So there's, sorry, just one thing to mention. We could have on, we could have on all of these, on, actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we, we have an insane deal for cost segregation. I mean, it's insane, you know, and then there's properties and we negotiate hard with using our buying power, using all of you guys, Mm -hmm. um, as, as our collective buying power to get better deals in the form of, you know, better, better rehabbed properties, you know, more in the way of discounts, like all of these things that we, that we negotiate um, we, we do that by leveraging not only how long we've been doing this, but also everybody for mm-hmm. which we do it. Right. And that yeah. I means it's important. So, yeah. And that's, Lower property and that's not all. Things. That's a small, that's a small mm-hmm. smattering of, of, of how we actually use what we do, um, to benefit people. But so I think the questions that people need to ask Heather, how can I in my business, do something similar and then think through because everybody's self-interested. So think through what, what selfishly, what's going to happen if you do this, what are the yeah. things that actually are going to happen? We've, we've told you some of what's of what we experience when we do this, Yeah. but how can you do this? How can you do it in your personal life? I mean, if you're married, how can you, how can you do this in your personal life? Right? How can you leverage who you are to help in your marriage, help in your family? Yeah. In all of your relationships, you should be thinking about how can I serve the other people because it comes back like, I mean, if, if for no other reason than selfishly, it comes back 
tenfold every Easy. time you do yeah. it. And then the other thing too is like with the leveraging we do for our clients, we all as in the company, we own rental properties. Ron and I both own rental properties and we take advantage of the discounts we negotiated for our clients. So like discounted property management, discounted cost segregation, discounted insurance, all of those things I have in my own portfolio. And that's payoff enough for me. That's like awesome. More cash flow, more money in my pocket. Massive so. amounts. So we use if and think about that. Just I, I want everybody to really think about that. You know, if you're in your car and you're driving to work, if you're a commute listener, whatever you're doing, take some time today and this week, really think through. Like, how can I implement this? What is there? If you don't own the business, think about it in your department. Think about it, you know, in, in your sphere of influence. How can I do this? How can I use my leverage to benefit other people? Mm -hmm. And then think through the other side of it. Think through what's actually going to happen if you do that. Yeah. What, what actually is going to transpire? Because I think you'll be amazed at what transpires. And... Granted, some of it's not as uh, immediate as the 1031 exchange example of Heather's. Some of them are more long-term, mm -hmm. like the property management one. You know, we don't know yep. when that guy's going to buy. Guarantee you he's going to buy at some point from us. Don't know when, but yep. he will. And, you know, we, we never know. You, you'll, you may not ever know, um, but it will come around. I guarantee yep. it. I do too. Um, so... Hopefully that was beneficial to you guys. It just kind of popped in my mind the other day. We should do an, we should do a podcast on this because of my experience here. But I mean, Heather, Heather and I talk about this stuff like constantly, like Constant. every week there's something yeah. like this that's happening. Yeah. Um, and so we thought that would be beneficial for you guys. If yeah. we have not talked about what would be super beneficial for you, well then tell us. Invest at rpcinvest.com is the email address. Just send it to us. You can, uh, you can also comment. Um, feel free to comment and uh, leave us a like if you liked the episode. Um, all that stuff helps. Really appreciate you guys with the, uh, um, with the reviews, the written reviews specifically. Um, we really appreciate you guys doing that. It helps us out immensely. So if there's one thing you want to do uh, to help us, that would be it. Right. Give us a written review. We, we would really appreciate that. Um, final words, Heather. No, I think, I think no. the mindset is probably the most important part and uh, taking look at taking a hard look at, um, whether you think outside yourself or think about yourself <laughs> when it comes to, and business. there it is people <laughs> outside yourself or about yourself. <laughs> you get to choose. <laughs> You get to choose. That's a great final word, Heather. We're going to leave it there, everybody, until next week. Guys, go out there and make it happen. Thanks, Ron. This has been the Get Real Podcast. To subscribe and for more information, including a list of all episodes, go to getrealestatesuccess.com.